Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Right, a very good evening. You're very welcome to Sunday Evening Talk Sport. Uh, we've a roundup of all the action of the weekend and what a great weekend it was uh, with uh, O'Loughlin's winning the Leinster Senior Club title. Dixborough qualifying for the All-Ireland Senior Camogie final and we have a couple of under-21 matches to throw in as well. The under-21B County final which went to extra time and the under-21A County semi-final all to come here on the programme. We have reports and after-match reaction all that of course we'll keep you in touch with the soccer as well and all the results around locally from the weekend and plenty more besides all between now and seven okay we're going to get into O'Loughlin's great win in the Leinster final here's the closing stages in Croke Park Paddy Kelly was on duty for Community Radio Kilkenny City Nothing but freedom Paddy Deegan has equalised there uh, with 56 minutes gone he equalised at the 55th minute there and the Fina haven't scored since the 48 minutes. In fairness to uh, O'Loughlin, you know, there were three points down at one stage, but they've kept Grafton, a free, uh, and Grafton and a free by Mark Bergen. A superb point by the David Fogarty there. And Paddy Deegan with a pass from Jordan Malloy was a lovely pass out. And Paddy Deegan put it over to level the game with 56 minutes gone. It's a Oh, Lockins, uh, got the ball and have won a free over. Mark Bergen is standing over the ball. He uh, put him in front there and the 60th minute with a free himself. He's been good on the freeze and hopefully he'll get this one over at the moment. And the Fina have given everything trying to, to win this game. But in fairness to Lockins, they have not laid down and they keep coming back at him and coming back at him. Hook out the ball fairly quick. They're on the attack again, Nathina. They're throwing everything at O'Loughlin. But O'Loughlin's got defence. Paddy Deegan is coming out. He's giving everything in. And the flick out there. And it's a line ball to O'Loughlin. Like I said, it's 22 points to O'Loughlin gives. Nathina at 118. 21 points. As tight as you can get it now. And in fairness, uh, O'Loughlin's have been under the cross for some time in this second half. But they've come back at every time. So it's a standing over the ball. And... That's it, so Lucklands are Leinster champions. 22 points to Lucklands is Nafina 118. What a result for Lucklands. Chadwick's Kilkenny, supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City Sport on 88.7 FM. Lucklands Gales and Nafina of Dublin met in the Leinster Senior Hurling Club final in Crow Park and the men from Kilkenny O'Loughlin Gales came out, on, out the winners on the tightest of margins a single point on the scoreline of O'Loughlin Gales 22 points Nafina 118 and were crowned Leinster Hurling Champions of 2023 O'Loughlin Gales started brightly and were unlucky when forward Owen Wall struck the post after just six, 17 seconds Nafina opened the scoring when forward Sean Curry pointed in the second minute O'Loughlin Gales responded with a Mark Bergen free in the third minute at this point came after Sean Bulger bore down on goal but was cleared off the line by Kevin Bourke but the ref called it back for a free. Centre-back Paddy Deegan scored a wonderful point all from 70 metres out to put O'Loughlin's in front after 7 minutes. Marksman Mark Bergen pointed another free in the 8th minute. Nafina responded with a Colin Curry free in the 10th minute. Score O'Loughlin gives 3, Nafina 2. Mark Bergen pointed this time from play in the 11th minute from a pass by hard-working and industrious Conor Heary. Nafina responded with a point from midfielder Brian Ryan and a Colin Curry free. O'Loughlin's kept the scoreboard ticking over with points from freeze in the 14th, 18th and 19th minute and with a well-taken point from Keane Lye from a pass by Sean Bulger. 
No, no, no. Fianna rallied with points from John Turning and a Colin Curry 65, which resulted from a fine save by O'Loughlin set minder Steve Murphy from a Sean Curry shot. Nafina tagged on another point from Colin Curry in the 25th minute, and Mark Bergens pointed from play in the 23rd minute and was playing the captain's role and leading from the line for O'Loughlin Gales. The first half closed out with both teams trading a brace of points each. Nafina's Colin Curry, 30th minute, and Brian Ryan in the 32nd minute, with O'Loughlin's Paddy Deegan popping over from play in the 31st minute, and live wire Jack Nolan in the 33rd minute. Leaving a score at half time, O'Loughlin's 11 points, Nafina 9 points. O'Loughlin's were quicker in thought and movement throughout the first half, with Nafina dwelling at times and missed some scoreable chances, which would have given them the edge at half time. Nafina changed tack in the second half and were more direct in their play. Nafina Colin, Colin Curry drove a free wide in the 31st minute, but made amends scoring from a free in the 32nd and from play in the 33rd minute. Draw game, 11 points each. O'Loughlin's wing back David Fogarty popped over a point from play from an excellent pass by Mark Bergen. O'Loughlin's had a free, but was drove barely wide. Nafina, sensing they could take control, responded with a Brian Ryan point from play. 12 points each, 35 minutes gone. But it was that man again, Paddy Deegan, put over from play to give O'Loughlin's a lead by a point. Nafina swung momentum their way when Colin Curry ran at the defence and broke a tackle and drew the defenders to him and popped the pass to Sean Curry who dispatched the slitter by O'Loughlin Stevens Murphy. Score 112 Nafina, O'Loughlin's 13 points. This was the first goal O'Loughlin had conceded in four and a half hours of open play. Typical O'Loughlin trades came to the fore when Owen Heary pointed in the 39th minute to narrow the gap. Nafina's Sean, Sean Curry pointed in the 40th minute to restore a two-point cushion. A brace from Mark Bergen, a free and a point from play level matters. 113 Nafina, O'Loughlin Gale 16 points, 42 minutes gone. But it was Nafina refused to buckle and a Colin Curry free, 43rd minute, and a point from play from AJ Murphy, 45 minute, gave them a lead again. Paddy Deegan pointed from play in the 46th minute from a pass by Jordan Mulling. Nafina Colin Curry passed pointed a free in the 48 minute but O'Loughlin's responded with a Mark Bergen free a David Fogarty Paddy Deegan and sub Luke Hogan getting on the scoring act with, with Nafina AJ Murphy leaving his score level at O'Loughlin's 21 points Nafina 118 coming come the hour come the man they say and Captain Fantastic Mark Bergen pointed from a free in the 61st minute and try as they might Nafina could not find a levelling score in injury time and O'Loughlin's were crowned 2023 Leinster Hurling Champions a pulsating game where the result was always in doubt till the whistle was blown credit Nafina on their contribution to, uh, to the match but O'Loughlin's remind me of a Billy Ocean record called When the going gets tough the tough get going today O'Loughlin's were tough and they got going they will meet the Ulster champions, either Cushendall of Antrim or Slocknail of Derry in two weeks' time. This is Paddy Kelly for Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Right, there you are. And that was Paddy Kelly there in Croke Park. And uh, after the match, he caught up with captain of the O'Loughlin Gales team, Mark Bergen, manager Brian Hogan. And uh, here it is. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Well done, Mark. Yeah. Leinster that tight in Crow Park I just said there to be, you finally get to win here that's cool that's huge thing isn't it yeah it's absolutely massive um, our second visit to Crow Park um, we came here in 2011 and we left so so disappointed uh, Clarence Bridge beat us in the other and Club final and at the time I was quite young I was 22 or 3 and you think that uh, these days have just come back they don't it took us another 6 years to win a, a county championship and in a further 7 again and here we are, our second occasion in Crow Park, um, 2nd of December, Leinster Club Final. 
when I say in the dressing room, where would you rather be? Like, you know, there's nowhere in, in the words. Um, just to win with these lads, I can't speak highly enough for this team. Panel of players, management, the club together, we're going in the one direction. There's great spirit there, and I hope you got to see that coming toward, towards the end. Things didn't look great for us with uh, 10 minutes to go, and the Fina were full of running, full of energy. But we dug in, it's the same again against the Shamrocks, the same against Benesbridge, Mondavat, same all year. They're a serious character in this team. I'm very proud to give them the chance to lead them. Um, the club gave me that honour this year and I'm, I'm so, so happy, I'm so, so proud. But it's a special time to be in an Ockham Gales order to be a member and um, we're just over the moon and we can't wait to get back down to the Kenny to celebrate. Brian said it to us earlier. A lot probably didn't go right for you on today. Like, first goal conceded in a couple of games, and they were ahead for a lot of the second half. Was it said there? Jeez, the character in that team is unbelievable. Yeah, things weren't going well. There's no point in saying otherwise. We were very honest in our assessment of each other and team, and no, things didn't go well. And, and they had just chanting to the backs there. They're saying the space that they got, and they didn't understand it really, to be honest. They brought something different to us. We'll be hoping that game stands to us now. You know, we'll be a huge battle coming up in two weeks' time against the Ulster champions. Um, but yeah, look, the character again, um, so, so happy, relieved, um, and just can't wait to get down the road with the boys and celebrate. For you, it's one of the more, more experienced lads in the team. Did you, did you think you're going to get days like this, like an answer title a few weeks before Christmas? Um, to be honest, no. There's no points. And otherwise, uh, your aim at the start of the year in Kenny is to win a Kenny Championship. I don't think about Leinster finals in Crow Park. But once we won Kilkenny, you know, you did start to dream. You did start to look down the line and we pencilled in December the 2nd, the Wednesday after the county final, we went back to Ren and it was a great move from the boys. And it was referenced. It was, you know, the opportunity is huge. Um, and it was the same with other teams. And the FINA manager there, he said the same. They looked at it and said, right, this is a great chance. To win your local championship is very, very hard, particularly in Kilkenny. And we just said we'd give it a right go. And I'm just so, so happy for the boys that we got over the line and we're Leinster club champions. For the club, it's the third, the third win for the club. But the journey going on, like bus loads coming up today. So that's what's special. It's now when it's on. But that's what it's about. You know, we uh, met there this morning at eleven o'clock, and there was four or five bus loads there, and there was, you could see how happy they were. You know, young and old, and I think that's one thing that the panel of players always remember that you're representing. Okay, you're representing yourselves and your family, but you're representing young and old in Lachlan's. I referenced Lou Layden um, in my speech and um, he passed away three years ago today and what a club man he was. Um, he's a special, special character. Um, his father, Parik, was at the match today and his man, Betty, like, you know, well in their ages. And they're so proud to be O'Loughlin's people, to be from St. John's Parish. And I remember Parik coming over to me after the Kenny final and, you know, he was just so, so happy. And that's what it's about, you know, it's for those people. Um, we're the lucky ones that at this time, you know, O'Loughlin's are successful. But we realise we're only passing through. We're wearing the club jersey. We're trying to leave it back in a in a better place than what we got it. And you know these days won't last forever. But it's so important that we enjoy them. And just lastly, Mac, you know you'll enjoy tonight. Lens yeah. fight it has to be enjoyed. Even but one more game before Christmas and to get to another Irish final will be the aim from net from now on. Absolutely, absolutely. Here in the last four in Ireland, though, do you know you have to give it a ball. Um, two weeks time and um, we'll enjoy tonight tomorrow we're back training on Tuesday and uh, we dust ourselves off we'll see who we're playing I think the Ulster final is on tomorrow um, and we're looking forward to it and as it says opportunity is there last four in Ireland is not too safe that um, every team will fancy their chances out um, but yeah we're on a journey it'll be a special Christmas to be looking forward to something else down the line but look 
we're enjoying tonight and, and we'll see where we go then on Tuesday. Yeah, I probably wasn't as, as relaxed. Oh, well, not that I was relaxed in the county final, but it felt um, it was a different type of game, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I was a bit, not disappointed, but I, I, um, they, they certainly caused uh, some, tr- some problems in, in the raffle up game, the way they were, they were coming in support runs that we spoke about at half time. And I felt um, we did it a little bit better, but not re- you know, we, we, we spoke about composure and uh, I think at certain periods we lacked a bit of how we died, but we lunged in on tackles and gave away some soft frees and different things. Um, whereas maybe in the county final there was a bit more of a flow to it in terms of what we were doing, a little bit more consistency. Um, so we were a bit more comfortable, if that makes sense, even in a, a match there was nothing in it. Just the way we, we, we never really got into a flow uh, that we would have liked in the match today, and that's obviously his credit to Fina. Um, I think today it came down to, to pure heart in the end and digging out the results, um, whereas maybe things flowed a bit more fluidly in the, in the county final. It's in the it's in your first goal in like three, four, eighties, and they were on top then, so it was kind of in the way the team bad back towards, towards the end of the game. Yeah, I know it was. Um, I mean, I suppose the first part of that is um, when we did concede a goal, we went up the field and got the next score, which is, you know, is really important to, uh, to you know, how you respond to that kind of setback. Um, you know, it was, uh, it, it was a big score for them, but I, you know, we didn't, I didn't panic. Um, I think, again, it was more just trying to react or adapt to uh, get a foothold in terms of how we were dealing with their, their play and then be a, a little bit more effective in terms of how we were using our plays. And in the first half, we were hitting the ball from too deep into our inside line and because of that they were able to, to adjust themselves and get to the, the break of the ball quicker um, so we needed to work an extra pass um, I felt in the second half we did a little bit better but it wasn't a perfect any stretch of imagination but it was yeah, it was just it, it, you know it was it was hard that gone out over the line you know um, more so than any fantastic uh, fluid hurdle um, but again that's fine there's days like that when that happens and that you have to take that different games different days there's different challenges put in front of you and you have to find a way and uh, the lads to their credit um, found a way today again. Maureen got to make a ID to form Ed Ashes. I mean five lines for centre back in a game as tight as that I mean it's a fair um, it's a fair return and I think David got got a point beside him um, and was unlucky that with one towards the end just pulls right at Ost and Jordy had two shots at goal that one in the first half with a well worked move up the wing with Hugh himself and I think Mikey and uh, then near the last puck of the game more or less and ordinarily you'd expect Jordy to stick him over and that's been a, strong, a strength for us all year has been our half back line you know um, so to get six points from our half back line is a fair return for one lad to get five of them is is not a bad going um, but I will well well and well well again yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Paddy, Paddy is the, I suppose, he, he is the leader of the group in so many ways. Like we've, We're lucky we have a lot of leaders, but, but Paddy is, is, is definitely to the fore there, you know. Um, he's a heart soul of the team um, in a lot of ways. And uh, you've obviously got like the county lads there beside him and Mark, Captain, and, and several others. But yeah, his leadership, you know, in terms of driving out. And he, uh, you know, I, I, w- I would say... You know, Paddy can make those runs, um, but not necessarily get the ball. And you know, we've always spoken about getting the head up and seeing where the space is, um, and giving the ball to the man in the best position. And in fairness, certainly on two occasions he came out for centre back up along the Cusick stand side, 
and the lads were able to ping him with two balls and uh, he stuck him over. Obviously, the first one he got in the game was just pure individual skill to, to, to pick a ball over the bar from that distance. But there was definitely two that I can think of um, you know, where the lads got their heads up, where they recycle the ball across to Paddy. Um, and he had the, obviously the ability to stick them all but yeah and as you say yourself the last play there or the second last play of the game it came out just a drive for driving out with the ball um, yeah and you know, the, the big plays big players made big plays and you know Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery Country Style Foods Michael Ling Motors and JJ Kavanagh Bus Community Radio Kilkenny City for the people by the people Okay, and that's all Auckland's uh, into an All-Ireland semi-final. The Borough Senior Camogie team are in an All-Ireland final. We'll be hearing about that after the break. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Chadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for top class sport. 23 minutes past six it's uh, Sunday evening talk sport we're turning our attention to Camogie and Dixborough winning the All-Ireland semi-final against Lockheel Shamrocks we have the closing stages with uh, Nicky Brennan and then after that we have Nicky's report Yes, there's still two points in it, one twelve to one ten, but Lucky have put a lot of pressure on. They've hit a free wide. They had another couple of chances. There's a chance you know for the borough. That's a breaking through Dasha McCarty. She has faced the board. That's her goal, which made all the difference. She's running inside. All she has to do is popping over the bar. Just popping over the bar is all she has to do. Keep buried into the back of the net. A great goal by Asha McCarty, her second of the game. You can take it in stone and dust it down. A goal for the borough by Asha McCarty. A great, great one. A point probably would have done it, but she didn't want to hear about it. She puts it into the back of the net, and her mother here, my wife, and her father, they're absolutely delighted here. Uh, thrilled as they are. So it's 2 12 to the borough. It's 1 10 2 Lockheed. This game is very much a borough game now. As the ball goes in and over the bar, and waving her hand in the air is Amy Clifford, who puts that ball over the bar from about 40 metres out. Two goals and 13 points to 1 10. The borough are heading uh, to Fort Park, and with that, the referee blows the final whistle. And what a finale by the borough. The start of the second half and the finish of the second half, they just ran right. And it's the borough are into the All Ireland final. Two goals and 13 points to one goal and 10 points. What a fantastic! turnaround but it's something they've been known all the time they're absolutely a thrilling victory here today against a very very good lucky team so Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM AIB All-Ireland Club Camogie semi-final Dixborough 213 Lockheed Shamrocks 110 the margin at the finish was harsh on the Ulster champions Lockheed Shamrocks but there was no denying that Dixborough were the better team in yesterday's thrilling AIB All-Ireland Club Camogie semi-final the Kilkenny and Leinster champions played second fiddle to their opponents in the first half, with Lockheel deservedly leading by five points at the interval. The standard of Camogie all through the game was superb, with an abundance of top-class players on both teams. But what a turnaround we saw from Dixborough in the second half. The five-point margin was wiped out by the sixth minute as Lockheel struggled to cope with the work rate and determination from the Kilkenny champions. On the excellently prepared pitch at the Dunamore Ashburn J Club, Dixborough took an early lead in the first minute when Amy Clifford collected a sweet pass from her sister Jenny to point. Throughout the opening half, the pace and ball control from Lockheel was impressive. They levelled the game through midfielder Amy Boyle and although Dixborough replied through Anifa Prendergast 45 and Rachel Dowling, who ran on to an Orla Henrik past the score, the real star of the first half was the Lockheel corner forward, Catherine Dobbin. Her pace and touch were key to her scoring a goal for the Antrim side in five minutes and she would also go on to land three points from play in the first half. Dixborough were struggling for scores with Eva Prendergast free-taking keeping the bar in touch. 
Rachel Dowling landed an important point in the 21st minute, her second of the half, but with Lockheel being driven on by Catherine Dobbin, Roisin McCormick and Annie Lynn, they were well worth their 1-8 to 6 points interval lead. The fight back from Dixborough was immediate and impressive. Donald Carroll's half-time pep talk clearly had the desired effect. Supporters were barely back in their seats after the half-time refreshments when Asher McCarty raced in from a ring forward slot to drill the ball into the back of the Lockheel net. Asher followed that goal with a point two minutes later, with Aoife Prendergast pointing a free in the fifth minute to tie the game. Goals were at a premium during the next 15 minutes. Dixborough had a huge let-off on eight minutes when two Lockheel forwards fluffed a goal-scoring chance with the ball going wide. Key to Dixborough's big improvement in the second half was the dominance of their defence. Jane Cass curtailed the threat of Catherine Dobbin, while Tara Clifford and Kira Phelan were also superb in an outstanding defence. Roisin McCormack edged Lockheel ahead with a pointed free on 13 minutes, but the constant Dixborough pressure paid off with Aoife Prendergast pointing another free on 20 minutes. It was still all square on 26 minutes, with Roisin McCormack from yet another free and Jenny Clifford exchanging points. Dixborough took the lead on 28 minutes, when Aoife Prendergast pointed a penalty as her well-struck shot whizzed over the bar. As the game dipped into injury time, the result was still in doubt. Extra time loomed as Asha McCarty took off on another solo run. With the space opening up in front of her, she flashed the ball to the net from 25 metres, two minutes into injury time. A point from the flying wing forward one minute later sealed a deserved victory for the Borough and left their large following in raptures. It was a thoroughly deserved win for the Borough in a top-class and entertaining game. All roads now lead to Croke Park in two weeks, where the reigning All-Ireland champion Sarsfields from Galway will provide the opposition in the All-Ireland final. Final score from Ashburn... Dixborough 213, Lockheed Shamrocks 110. Right after the game, uh, Nicky caught up with uh, Donald Carroll, the manager, Asha McCarty, Kira Phelan, and Jane Cass. Chadwick's Kilkenny, supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City Sport on 88.7 FM. Donald, how was the heart after that? Because the, the, the end result was probably tough on Lockheed. The difference probably wasn't that much. But nevertheless, like I asked some of the girls, what did you say to them at halftime? Because you were a bit on the back foot now at halftime. I don't know, we were. We were definitely more than a bit on the back foot. We were five points down, things hadn't gone well. They got a sucker punch of a goal. We started well, they got the sucker punch of a goal. They pushed on. But... You've been following us for a while now, Nicky. We've been behind. We're, we, we're not able to. We don't lead from the start and take it in. But they're very, very good when the pressure is on. They're very good at not panic and stick to what they're doing. And like their belief and their confidence in themselves is great. And you can see that. I, I think what 11-point turnaround. 11-point turnaround against last year's All-Ireland finalists you know, is a great achievement for them. And they, they just stuck with it. Nothing special. Just stayed working, working, supporting each other and believing in each other. And I know the forwards ultimately get the scores to win the match. But I thought today the turnaround in the form of your backs in the second half was ultimately won that game because the danger forwards you snuffed them out I mean Jane Cass got the better of uh, Catherine Dobbin and mm-hmm. she was a real thorn in your side but Jane done a wonderful job at her in the second half No Jane did an exceptional job and then we had um, Roshan McCormick we had Katie Byrne did a great job Kira Phelan did a great job Tar- look they all did no, the backs were absolutely great they kept like to keep a team of that calibre to two points in the second half was, was phenomenal you know the scoreline arguably flattered us but and they had a goal chance I really don't know how it stayed out I have to watch it back on the video there's two or three chances at the same time having said that we had a goal chance as well that we should have scored but then when it opened up right in the last couple of minutes when they were chasing the game we really nailed them then at that stage when you have a forward like Asher McCarty who was burning uh, burning the, the field with pace and all that you always have a chance and she was brave enough to spot the gap spot the space in front of her and then take full advantage oh no like she was and like, but if you look at it as well you have you have Kira O'Shea 
Shea who gave everything in the first half and had to come off. You had Orla Hanrick who gave everything. That opened it up for Lucinda to come in. It was great to see Lucinda coming back on the field. You had Rose Kelly come in and all these girls bring something to it. Um, Jenny Clifford as well won a couple of vital balls. She went out centre forward, won some great ball as well. So, but this was, it was a real, Asha, like Asha was the marquee player today, but the really, really the whole lot of them all, everybody else really stood up. This was a game that was much higher in standard than anything I've seen before. You alluded to that the other night when we chatted and it most certainly was and the Borough showed that you can re- play it with the best of them so irrespective of we're, play- we're t- chatting now before the other semi-final is played whichever version of the Sarsfields come through I mean the Boroughs are there with a great chance I oh, know, like we, we absolutely are. I was talking to the Lockie lads after the game. Like the, the the biggest compliment we can pay them at this stage, like is is that we could not get better preparation for this match. I mean, the, you know yourself, the matches that you have to really, really dig out. Those are the matches that you're going to learn from. Those are the matches that are really going to bring us on. And now we know that, regardless of what kind of lead Sarsfields get on us, regardless of how good a start they get, and they will get a good start on us, regardless of how that goes, we're still right in the game. Well done, you made history the last day win in the first lens, so now you're in your first All-Ireland. Uh, of course, enjoy the occasion, but uh, there's a bit of preparation to be done whenever that game takes place, so good luck to you in the final. Well, thanks very much, Nicky. Thanks a lot. Asher McCarry, two absolutely brilliant goals in the second half, made all the difference, that, but you had to work hard to win that game. Oh, yeah, no, sure. We were five points down there at half-time, and... You know, it was looking a bit shaky, but at half-time then we went in and we said we'll just stay calm, stay cool, collective, and we came out in the second half and we just gave it everything and thank God it paid off in the end. Well, that goal you got at the start, I mean, you were hell-bent on getting that ball and going through. There was nothing going to stop you. I don't know now about the first one. I probably got to place it a bit better, but sure, look, I'm glad it went into goal anyway in the end. Yeah, they had a chance of a goal in the second half. A couple of missed the ball in front of the goal. It could have made it tighter, but I was taken by the character of your team, the way you kept battling away. Yeah, no, look, there's something so special about that group of girls and we knew at halftime that we weren't performing at all and we knew if we gave it everything that we could we could uh, win in the end and the character out the back there to keep the ball out throughout the end was just unreal. Tell us about what Donald Carroll said at halftime. You can spill the beans now. Uh, he was just keeping us cool, calm, collective, as I said. Um, keep the heads, you know. We've been down a couple of matches this year before and... Do you know, we've talked it out a couple of times in the end, so we just said we put it all, we had nothing to lose, and we just said we'd go out and put it, give it everything we've got, so thank that God. last goal was brilliant. Again, another great run. You weren't tempted to pop it over the bar? Ah, uh, yeah, look, when I looked up, there was no one in front of me, so I said I'd go the whole way, and sure, I buried it dead in the end, thank God. Well, you've won All-Ireland with, uh, with Loretta, of course, now, and All-Ireland with uh, Dixborough. That's going to be a great thrill, playing that final in Croke Park, whoever you're playing. Yeah, look, it's a huge achievement for the club. Um, we've never made it this far before, even to Leinster or anything, so it's going to be a very special one, and hopefully we can go the whole way now. Well done, Asha. Thank you. Congratulations, Kira Phelan. A tower of strength today in the Borough defence, but you had to work hard to win that one. Yeah, we did. Look, Lockheel are a fabulous team, and we knew it was going to be tough coming up today. Um, they were in the All-Ireland final last year, and they came very close to Sarsfields, so we knew we had to bring it out of the box today, and thank God we did. Yeah, now six points at the end probably was, was a bit harsh on them, but to be fair to you, I mean, at halftime you were, you were behind, they were playing the better hurling. What a start to the second half. It's something you've been doing all the time. Yeah, I think maybe just we're kind of just getting our game management right in the first half and then we come out in the second half and we have a chat in the dressing room and it's calm and we know that there's plenty of time left and we've been doing it all year. We did it with Vincent in the Leinster final so we just had to do it today and, and keep our composure and that's what we did. That great burst of speed for both goals from Asha McCarty. When she gets that ball, it's head down and head for goal. Oh, she's a superb player. T- thank God she's on our team, not on anyone else's team. 
Yeah, but to be fair, I think today the backs also played their part because there was a lot of pressure there. Roisin McCormick, the touch from the Catherine and the Dobbin in the first half had you under a bit of pressure. He snuffed out that challenge in the yeah. second half, so the backs deserve huge credit. Yeah, no, we, we've been working like a unit in the back in the backs all year from Kirsty and the goal and the six of us. The girls, some girls doing man-marking jobs today and we had to switch it around, but everyone did a job there in the backs and thankfully we came out on top, I think, in the backs. Now, big day in Crow Park coming up. That's something I think all Camogie players dream about. Yeah, I think uh, after making history with the Lencer and this is more history going to Crow Park for an All-Ireland final so look it's another game it's just another game it's on a bigger park but we'll look forward to it and we'll look forward to the run-up to it as well, well We wish you well Kira. well done today Thanks very much Congratulations Jane Cass brilliant game again today God you had to work hard at that We did we had to work very hard at that we went into the dressing room but we knew we've been in this sit- these situations before this year and uh, in other years so we just relaxed in the dressing room and said we go out and if we can just keep going and it wasn't about goals it was take away at points and we were lucky then we found the net and we drove on from there so we're, she we're under a bit of pressure in the first half that number 13 Catherine Dobbin she was causing a bit of bother but it fairness to you you really got on top for in the second half and you never gave her an inch I don't know about that now she's a good set of legs on her so uh, she was it was just to stick tight on her there towards the end they put her in in front of the goal for a one on one situation because she knew if she get the ball in the hand she's well able to turn but we were lucky we stayed on top and uh, she definitely was one to mark though <laughs> tell me about the ball that went across the goal there in the second half I did think that, that all the, the uh, lock heel had to do was push it over the line how in the did they send it wide I don't know I think maybe the pressure I suppose but we had three girls back there and it was tip, tip and tap and tip and we were lucky it went out over the end line wide but it could have happened to anyone. Another ball went up the far and the same thing nearly happened to us, but it was just to get that finish and unfortunately they didn't get it. I'd say when you saw Asher getting that goal just after half-time, that really lifted the spirits. No, it definitely did. Like when we played Vincent's uh, last week, when we got that goal, like when you go down by four or five points, it could. We, it happened to us in the Leinster final, like we were down, you know, and we didn't get on top, but when Asher got that goal, we knew we were able to drive on and we definitely drove on. Now and finally, uh, Jane, looking forward to going to Croke Park. Now you can now, the, the dream you've all had now you need to go on further but you'll worry about that tomorrow no we'll worry about that tomorrow but definitely we've said it there's only one place I want to be and all these girls want to be all together is in Crow Parks it's been said so many times we're not just a team we're a family and girls will be in Crow Park with their sisters and if we can get another step we'll be delighted yes. fantastic well done Jane and congrats thanks very much there we are. Uh, that's uh, Dixborough in the All Ireland final, heading to Croke Park, and that's on before Christmas. So maybe it can be a great Christmas over over there in the Dixborough GA Club. We're on to under twenty one hurling at the Ryan B County final. Well, Jerry Dren usually goes uh, was uh, earmarked for this, but uh, he couldn't go. I think he was off at a wedding or something, and uh, we were wondering would uh, be three weeks in a row that would be extra time. Well. Shane Cogan took his place and he was uh, exposed to the extra time. Here we go. Under 21, Ryan B County Final, Young Ireland's against St. Martin's. Shane Coogan. Young Ireland's of Gorn were crowned Under 21 B Hurling Champions of 2023 with a six-point victory over a gallant St. Martin's in Ballaragat on Saturday afternoon. This game was played in great spirit. Conditions were perfect for hurling. St. Martin started the scoring with a point from Joe Reid. That followed with three-pointed frees from Gorn's reliable free-taker Tommy Phelan in the first 10 minutes. On 11 minutes, St. Martin scored their second point from a free by Jack Farrell. Gorn replied with a point from Killian Carey. And then on 19 minutes, the Gorn men got their goal through Paddy Brennan. After a bit of a mix-up in the St. Martin's defence, 
to leave the score one four to two points. But straight away Martins replied with three points, a free by Jack Farrell and a point each from Sean Hunt and Tristan Roach. Gordon got their last score of the half from Dermot Langton. And then the Martins men finished off the half with another brace of points from Sean Hunt, Joe Reid and a penalty from Ushie and Kelly to leave the half-time score, St. Martins 8 points, Young Ireland's 1-5. Goran got the first point of the second half through Paul Ignali. Then St. Martins got their second half off with three quick points, two from the very dangerous Jamie Morrissey. He was starting to cause the Goran backs problems with his direct running and a pointed free from Jack Farrell. Then Goran got back into the game with four points in ten minutes, three pointed frees from Tommy, Free, Tommy Phelan and a point from Jimmy Lennon to go two points up after 15 minutes. But back replied St Martins with two great points from Jamie Morrissey and James O'Neill, who had been kept very quiet up to now, all square again. Tommy Phelan scored another free for Goran and Jack Farrell got a pointed free for St Martins. It was all square going down the final straight and it looked like the Goran men had snatched it on 29 minutes with a point from Paddy Brennan. But the never-say-die attitude from the St Martins men upstepped full-back Kieran Nolan. He came up the field and got a fantastic levelling point. Draw game. Both teams had put in a massive effort in normal time and it was all to play for in extra time. But extra time started with St Martins, St. Martins getting their only score of the game through James O'Neill. Then the Goran men took over the game and none more so than Patrick Langton at centre-back. He was outstanding. He controlled the game. He won great ball in the air and his distribution was excellent. And that them, that gave them a great platform to drive on. And they duly did through points from Tommy Phelan, Ben Phelan and Luke Phelan to put them two points up at half-time in extra time. And in the second half, they drove on more and finished out the game with three points from Tommy Phelan and that brought his tally to 11 points for the day. And the last score came from Keane Phelan to give them a six-point win on a scoreline of 119 to 16 points. For St. Martins, they had great performers in a lot of places all over the field. And they had a great attitude all through. And none more so than Kieran Nolan, Tristan Roach, Sean Hunt and Jamie Morrissey. They can be proud of their year and have great young lads coming through. For the winners, they had leaders all over the field, in the likes of Ben Phelan, Paul Ignati, Killian Carey and Jimmy Lennon at midfield. Up front, that man Tommy Phelan was outstanding and well assisted by Paddy Brennan and Dermot Langton. But I have to mention that man, Patrick Langton. He was outstanding all through. He showed great leadership and a fantastic attitude. He is one to watch for the future. Thanks Shane, and Shane spoke to uh, Young Ireland's manager, Toss Farrell. Right, guys, I'm here with the winning manager, uh, Toss Farrell uh, of Gorn. Great win today, Toss. Great win, Shane. Yeah, really thrilled to get over the line. It was every bit the battle we thought it would be, but uh, thankfully we edged out on the right end of it, which is great. Yeah, look, St. Martin's pulled up to you all the way through. It was looking like you were probably going to win by a point, only for Kieran Nolan to pop up and get the leveller to bring it extra time. So they brought it right to you. Ah, uh, yeah, and we feared that would happen. They were really pressing us, and even at the beginning of the second half, they got out and got a couple of points ahead of us. And we had to fight and claw our way back uh, and then we got ahead but like you say uh, they had it in them to get back on top of us again and get the, get the leveller to, to send it to extra time um, and became it became the battle like I said we knew it would be yeah like sure look 
he scored six points in extra time they only scored a point I think it was um, your half back line I thought was excellent came into a big time in, in that part of Ben Phelan uh, Paddy Langton of course was outstanding and your captain Gavin Manning very good absolutely and, and Par Ignati across there yeah. we won an awful lot of ball uh, in that area of the field which kind of helped us to a, to a point to dictate uh, the extra time now I say dictate in the context of as much as you as much as you can against the opposition we had but it definitely gave us a platform to, as you say to, to outscore them for, 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 the, for the 20 minutes of the extra period yeah and your man up front um, centre forward Tommy Field number 11 was very good he missed a couple of frees but then when came that time he got the frees when they wanted him yeah just a fantastic attitude yeah. I mean he, he really epitomises what you need for hurling at any level but in particular winter hurling he's just a great great spirit and he never gave up I mean he had a tough day on the freeze against uh, uh, the roar the last day but he bounced back today got a couple of really good frees early on and gave us loads from play so Right, that was uh, Toss Farrell there of uh, Young Ireland's and a uh, great win there for Young Ireland's. They have won the under-19 now and the under-21 at uh, Ryan B. All right, uh, on to the under-21A semi-final. We'll give you the closing minute. Be tricky. Quick puck out from Daniel Power. Finds Oshin Bateman. Oshin Bateman inside his own half. Oshin knows blocked down by Luke Canellan. Second time looking for Oshin. He recycles it back uh, to Adam O'Connor. Adam O'Connor high ball into the Thomastown half once again. They're just off that semicircle again. But Zach Bay Hammond using his football skills to boot the ball away. And with that, Owen Marr blows the full time whistle here in Larchfield. It's a date with Dixborough in the under 21 county final. It's the end of the road for James Stevens. Thomastown the winners. 215 to 212. And it's hard to argue with that scoreline, Eamon. Yeah, sure, look, they're just both shaded in terms of uh, their second half performance. And I suppose for Thomastown, the Thomastown trend continues to roll. They're into a under-21A county final now against Dixborough. Whenever that's going to be now, it'll depend on how their intermediates fare next weekend and that. But um, look, to come into Larchfield, tight pitch. And, you know, Larchfield is kind of like a lane's dent for all the world. And when you come into Larchfield against the village, you know, you're going to be in the battle. And uh, certainly transpired that. So for them to come in today and to turn over James Stevens on their home patch, is a remarkable victory for Thomastown and uh, I suppose they're laying down another statement you know and they've had a, a just one of those years that they could, never, they could dream of I suppose a couple of years back and uh, you know it's not over yet so we're getting near Christmas and Thomastown are firing on all fronts OK Liam Kelly O'Rourke has this report Evening Pat yes and uh, disappointment for James Stevens Thomastown will be jubilant this evening they're into, into an under 21A county final they defeated their city opponents on a scoreline of 215 to 212 and as you heard there really very hard to argue with that scoreline Thomastown bet the better side but in truth that doesn't tell the whole story for the opening quarter of the game uh, Thomastown really failed to get going and they failed to register a score in the opening 12 minutes James Stevens raced into a two goals to no score lead um, in the opening period Stephen Minogue and Ben and Ben Cantwell hitting the back of the net Thomastown did eventually register their first point after 12 minutes Peter McDonald uh, notching a score there and in that period it was really a stop and start game as you would expect with winter hurling plenty of rocks and free flowing hurling at a premium uh, Thomastown got their second point shortly afterwards and midway through the first half it was 2-1 to two points in favour of James Stevens. But really the, the game changing point came halfway through the first half, a Thomastown penalty and a decision, Owen Mars decision catching a lot of people by surprise on the sideline. Uh, Thomastown on a bit of an attack uh, a ball dropped in, a lot of calls for a square ball, referee Owen Mar though gave a penalty for Thomastown little bit of confusement as to why but Peter McDonald didn't care about that as he stood up to the place ball and fired it past 
past Daniel Power. That made it 2-1 to 1-2 at that stage. Stephen Minogue replied with a free shortly afterwards for James Stevens and made it a three-point game heading into the final eight minutes. The remainder of the half then saw both sides cancel each other out, bagging three points apiece and uh, going in at half-time at, Thomas, at James Stevens 2-5, Thomastown 1-5. Stephen Minogue and Ed McDermott threats up front for James Stevens, while uh, Peter McDonald and Alex Cass uh, were very, very impressive in the centre of the field for Thomastown. Second half then, Thomastown really did show their experience from 2022 and their know-how, if you like. Column Tracy really imp- impactful on the full forward line. Um, by the 35th minute, it was 2-8-2-7. James Stevens still in front at that point, but Thomastown's dominance was, uh, dominance was notable at that stage. Column Tracy and Nisha Dempsey both raising white flags, while uh, James Stevens did keep the scoreboard ticking from their point of view. Stephen Minogue, Ed McDermott and Oshin Bateman, who in fairness to him, had a fine game throughout all also uh, scoring points as well. But um, by the 48th minute, James Stevens found themselves 2.10 to 2.9 in front. But by the next couple of minutes, and when Thomastown led by 2.11 to 2.10, they led all the way from that point to the finish with their midfield partnership once again growing in confidence and growing in influence as well. Thomastown scored four points in a row midway through the second half uh, really to put James Stevens under the cosh at 2.14 to 2.10 and in fairness to the city side they did battle hard to the end the highlight of which was a fantastic point from Ed McDermott well set up by Stephen Minogue he did the donkey work to notch a point for the city team but uh, Thomastown the better side and they showed their experience Nisha Dempsey with the cherry on top scoring the final point of the game to secure a 2.15 to 2.12 win for Thomastown and they'll face Dixborough in the final. Thomastown deserving winners, the far more experienced and assured team. But uh, as for James Stevens, plenty of room for optimism. Only two of that side won't be eligible for under-21 hurling next year. So it's sure to be an exciting championship in 2024. But Pat, in a couple of weeks' time, and God knows when it will be played due to Thomastown's exploits in the Leinster Intermediate Championship, it will be the Thomastown men up against the men in maroon jerseys. Thanks, Liam. That's Liam Kelly O'Rourke with that report. Now, um... Aoife Lannigan has sent me in re- results there in Camogie, Junior C County Final. Aaron's own 2-10, James Stevens 2-8. That's Aaron's own uh, first time uh, up in uh, adult Camogie winning a county title there. Under 16A Final, John Locks 2-9, Wine Gap 1-8. That was after extra time. The Under 16B Final, Tullerone 6-8, Glenmore 2-4. The under 16 C final, Tullaher Ross Birkin 3 10, Barra Rangers 3 6. And the under 16 D Camogie final, the Emeralds 4 8, Bennisbridge 3 5. We'll take a break. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Chadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for top class sport. Right, Sam, we have local soccer results. BTW Lockboy Industrial Estate sponsors Kilkenny Junior Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And the St. Canis' Credit Union Premier Division, Thomastown United A2, Evergreen A4, Callan United 1, Bridge United 4, in Division 1, Evergreen C, Nil, Armand Villa FC 5, Lines 8, River Rangers 2, Freshford Town 3, Tullerone 2, Castle Warren Celtic 0, Evergreen B 5, in Division 2, River Rangers B 1, Lions B 2, Thomastown United B 2, 
Freebooters B6, East End United 6, Bay United 1, Dean Celtic B0, New Park AFC 2. In the Women's St. Cancer's Credit Union League, Evergreen FC 2, Lions 6, Clover United 2, Evergreen FC 2, 3. And New Park AFC 2, Vale Wanderers 3, Thomastown United 3, East End United 1. BTW.ie sponsors coverage of the Kilkenny and District League on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Okay, and uh, we go on to Corson, and Corson took place today out there in um, Johnstown. And Jerry Drennan watched this for Community Radio Kilkenny City. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Johnstown and Arleyford Coursing Club meeting 2023. The 98th annual Johnstown and Arleyford Coursing meeting took place this weekend on the land of the Doyle family Woodsgift. After two days of top-class coursing, the first of six finals went up the field at 2.30pm on Sunday. The first final up the field was that of the local working member stake and Sean Bond Cup for two course duffers with a winner's prize of €600, kindly sponsored by Norton Engineering. The winner here led all from slips and won by a distance. Free Rain, a white and brindle bitch by Kyle Mozart out of Baker's Bimbo, is owned by Dolores and Robbie O'Flynn and trained at home in Tullerone by Robbie O'Flynn Jr. The runner-up, New Chapter, a black dog by New In Wonder out of Three Little Juice, is trained in Feathered by David Flanagan for the local Make It Happen syndicate, which comprises of Thomas Burke, Luke Phelan, Raymond Pollard, along with Michael Richard and Eamon Tobin. The second final of the day today was that of the Inter Rourke Stake and Ivy Mist Cup, with a winner's prize of €450. After a slight bump coming out of slips, it was the red collar Access Forte, who went on to win by a strong six lengths over Woe Twinkle in this final. The winner, by Kyle Mozart out of Aldenite, is trained in Kilbreedy Ratdowney by Matt Bergen. For the owners, two active members of the Johnstown and Orleyford Club, namely Ger Brennan, who is a flag steward of the meeting, and Henry Nolan, who doubles as vice president of this local club. The runner-up is owned and trained in Ballyragget by Martin Morrissey. Next up was the Climber Matey Derby Trial Stake Final and Hughes Cup, with this stake being kindly sponsored by Michael Ryan from Johnstown. The white collar here, Capablanca, was fancied all morning and was very short in the betting stakes. And so it proved as Capablanca, trained in Tipperary Town by Thomas O'Donovan, powered up the field and stretched away from the game Fleming's Folly. Owned by the Gallant Syndicate and trained in County Cavan by Michael Lean. The winner, a January puppy by New In Wonder out of Knockout Pearl, took the €1,000 first prize and the Clonmel ticket for Mr Gavin Johns, who is resident in Spain. The AP Systems Oaks Trial Stake and Kilkenny People Cup is sponsored by Dennis Hughes of AP Systems Limited fame. Resident bookmaker Teddy Brown had the red collar Kenya Wonder, a fancy 3 to 1 on favourite, with her opponent self taught freely available at 6 to 4. However, shortly after being dropped by slipper Brian Doyle, Kenya Wonder changed sides 
and try as she could, she never got back on terms as the determined, self-taught drove on on the hill to win a just-up decision in the best final of the day. Can You Wonder is trained and feathered by David Flanagan for Mrs. Amelda Sinclair from Golden County Tipperary. The winner, a Kyle Mozart March Bitch out of Baker's Bimbo, is owned by father and son combination John and Robbie O'Flynn Tullerone, therefore completing a great day for successful trainer Robbie O'Flynn. Indeed, Robbie is one busy man as he was a selector with the St. Lactans Junior Hurling team and also with the Tullerone Under-21 Hurling team, both of which reached their respective county finals recently, while he is also heavily involved currently with the Tullerone St. Anne's minor camogie team, which have also reached the minor A county final. He will now be heading to Clonmel with his successful bitch, Self Taught. The All-Age Bitch Stake, sponsored by the Hughes family, saw 16 all-age bitches compete for the Nicholas Hughes Memorial Cup and the €1,500 Euro first prize. Trained in Rose Green County Tipperary by Kevin Barry, for Mr Paul Horrig from the Bahamas and Miss Catherine Darcy from the USA, the favourite, Lasting Beauty, who ran a bye in her semi-final, proved far too strong for the runner-up, Choctaw Chick, who was owned and trained in County Tyrone by Fergal O'Donnell. The winner here is a brindle bitch by Kyle Mozart out of Jumeirah Glory. The sixth and last final of the day was the all-age stake, the Johnny Doyle Memorial Cup, with a winner's prize of €1,500, kindly sponsored by Margaret O'Keefe of Premier Engineering Construction, Holy Cross County Tipperary. Coming out of slips, the red collar Brennan on the moor and his opponent Mason Brook-Jarr were wide apart. But Mason Brook Jarr, by night, by New in Wonder out of Lorena, pushed on at the top of the field to win by four lengths and take the spoils for the Griffin Hart Syndicate, trained in Galway by Matt Hart. The runner up here is owned and trained in Killinall by J.P. Shaw. Just before the six finals, a moment's silence was observed for all those who have passed away over the previous 12 months including Fiona Doyle, Margaret Tobin, Michael Burke, Mrs. Breda Power Luckney and Mrs. Maura Dowling Baleen. Ariyeshde Gorevananamaka. Thanks there to Jerry Drennan and thanks to all the contributors uh, to Sunday Evening Talk Sport and congratulations to O'Loughlin Gales and Dixborough and all the other winners in county finals uh, this weekend. Right, and uh, coming up next, well, it's Tommy Dowd with Country and Irish taking you right through the evening. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow evening with the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games where everything will be analysed and scrutinised and all the rest. Bye and God bless. Take care.